Today's quote is by Umer Haq. Do you know how to put an ocean back together? A rainforest? A prairie? Neither do I. Once they're gone, they're gone. How do you think the world ended? Climate change? Virus outbreak? Nuclear war? AI oppression? A good old biblical Armageddon? What if they told you it was all of the above? I'm Cherry Bomb, renegade anti-ambitionist and survivor of the five plagues. And I'm Berry Blast. I'm a plant person. And I am also here. We're broadcasting from a secret location, bringing you tales from across our withering world, in which the quiet people's reign of silent terror ravages our post-apocalyptic wasteland. This is Apocalyptic, the podcast at the end of the world. And if you're still out there, we're looking for you. Hello, listeners. Sorry it's been a minute since our last broadcast, but... After the quiet people sent us that threat in the last episode, we were forced to change locations. But I think we're safe here. Well, for now. Only time will tell. This is your reminder to talk about the raptor in episode two. And that's our cue. So, Barry Blast, for our less historically aware listeners, why don't you start by telling us who the raptor is? The raptor is my personal hero. She's single-handedly done more for the flora and fauna of this planet than anyone before or since, and her biggest claim to fame is helping stop the Kessler Syndrome from being set into effect. Actually, I think she's better known for being an arsonist. What's a few little tiny fires compared to an Avengers-level threat? But for those of our listeners who aren't giant nerds, would you please care to explain what the Kessler Syndrome is? So... What is the Kessler Syndrome? In 1978, a NASA scientist called Donald J. Kessler theorized that if we kept launching objects into space, we would create a pile of space junk around the planet. The smallest of collisions could then set off a cascading effect, causing the space junk to collide with one another and break into tiny, deadly pieces of shrapnel. In 2032, this almost became a reality. The second space race was at its height and we got to a point where even one more satellite in space would set off the Kessler Syndrome, literally caging us within our planet. The raptor knew this, and so she shot the moon out of the sky. Wait, what? That was her? That's, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's controversial, but hey, someone had to do something. A controversial vigilante. What could possibly go wrong? You know, if you'd read her memoirs, you'd get it. Really? Go on then. Don't mind if I do. We both know you're prepping for a dramatic reading. <clears throat> All fired up. Memoirs of the Raptor. Chapter 1. Baby Void and Me. The final showdown whooshed around outside. I was disappointed in the writers of the universe, 
for giving us a good old biblical Armageddon. There are locusts and cyclones, pandemics and famines, wars and riots loom large, and death is having a field day. Just when I began to resent the universe by thinking we could definitely have been more creative with Armageddon, it smacked us in the face with high levels of pollution, thriving injustice, and racism. Reality TV is out of control and our appliances are all a part of the singularity. And I have to verbally spar with the politest microwave every day before I can get a cup of water warmed for coffee. The mornings are long, but we have acclimatized. A news report informed us that the last elephant was dead. Some people had stuffed a pineapple with a firecracker and fed it to the poor, trusting creature. I felt a flash of rage and I wanted them to die. I planned to kill them. But then I took the five deep breaths prescribed to me at anger management and set my plan aside to water my plants. That's when I noticed the crack in the wall. I ignored it. A periwinkle had blossomed and a litter of puppies was born in the street outside my home. Life goes on, I reminded myself. Things begin all the time. It was just a crack after all, hardly even a crevice. Definitely not a canyon or anything. Just a chip in the paint. Never ignore a baby void. Before I even realized what I was gazing at, it had opened its eyes for the first time and gazed back into me and I was in tears, asking it earnestly if I wouldn't ever grow into the little old lady I aspired to be someday. Will I grow old with the ones I love? Void? I expected a low gravelly voice deepened by the ages, but it was a baby void and it had the voice of a happy, unassuming toddler. Most likely you will grow old, but the ones you love are all smoky smelling. Enjoy your healthy avocado toast today. Can I have some? Can we get a kitten? I am so angry, Void. I want to wreak havoc, but I don't know how. You should do arson. Burn the things you hate. I have. Have you thought about the kitten? What will you do with a kitten? Play! I should have you removed. I should have you removed. But you're my mom! Things begin all the time. The void had a growth spurt. I raised it unknowingly, fed it and nurtured it accidentally. We never got that kitten. But I soon secretly broke the lockdown rules and left my home to burn down a cosmetics factory that tested on animals. The animals were safely returned to captive breeding programs all over the world. They grew old with their loved ones. No one knew it was me who did the burning. 
me is classified information. They blamed it on a vigilante force they called the Raptor. Wow, that was beautiful. Okay, you know what? I think I get it. The Kessler syndrome sounds really unsettling and you already know we anti-ambitionists also condemn the second space race. What a wasteful culmination of mankind's greed and ambition. It couldn't possibly have ended well. But what's your reason? I mean, we all have a favorite vigilante, but your love for the raptor... It seems personal. Well, honestly, I don't really talk about this much because you know what they say about the plant people, right? So, I'm a plant person. Ideologically, listeners, in case you don't know them, they're the people trying to bring the trees back, unsuccessfully so far. But I'm also... I'm also a plant person. Yeah, it's in the intro. No, no, no. I mean a plant person, plant person. (sighs) I'm a quarter tree. I'll pause so you can gasp. Gasp. Okay, let's back it up a bit. The raptor's wife was a tree and her name was Jessica Stewart-Baxter. Any relation to Marjorie Stewart-Baxter? You know, from Salad Pit. Never mind. Anyway, uh, when no one else could get past the space debris, the raptor and Jessica made a plan. The raptor whispered sweet nothings to her every day. And you know how plants grow when you talk to them? Jessica grew and grew until she was outside of the atmosphere. And together, they took down the moon. They lived together, happily ever after, until the plants left and Jessica left too. Their children had children and those children had children and this little jar of seeds? Well, they're my half-sisters and brothers. So yes, it's personal and I need the raptor's help to save them. Oh, cherry bomb. Is there a tear in your eye? There, there. Cherry bomb. What? No, I'm... I'm just allergic to romantic anecdotes. But you know that... It makes me think. The trees had the right idea. They just stood there, minding their own business, rejecting modernity and condemning human excess. I've never seen one, obviously, but... They always struck me as the ultimate anti-ambitionists. I mean, the only time they moved was when they left the planet. And I can respect that. We're not so different, you and I. I wish you told me about your roots sooner. Roots, I get it. Very funny. Fine, I'll do it. Do what? I'll help you look for the raptor. Helping me would mean doing something. It might even be an ambitious task. Do you want the help or not? What, really? That's really nice of you. You're such a good friend and... Movement detected at the north entrance. 
Press 9 to initiate security breach protocol. Movement detected at the north entrance. Press 9 to initiate security breach protocol. Movement detected at the north entrance. Press 9 to initiate security breach protocol. Smartpod, turn on the audiovisual feed from security camera 10. Security camera 10 engaged. That, that looks like a package. Did you order another shovel off Etsy? No, gosh, that was one time. And I was bejeweled. Should we go check it out? No, what if it's anthrax? The band, oh my god, I love them. Or worse, what if it's another threat from the quiet people? What if they found us? What are we going to do? Okay, listeners, he took up the shot, but... While we go check that out, here's some guided meditation for you. I got this jar from a guy at the last Coachella ever. Enjoy! Sit up straight and let your body loose. Inhale. Close your eyes and visualize. There is a shovel. In your hand. It is extremely important that you don't lose it. Squeeze the handle as tightly as your bones will allow. You look down. There is nothing in your hand. Shockingly easy shortbread. In three easy steps. The bright blue link proclaims. You click the link. There are 14 steps. Your friend didn't laugh at the meme you sent them. Why didn't they laugh? Do they hate you? They assure you otherwise. But you know they are lying. Did they ever like you? Are you friends? Why can't you remember what they look like? Your teeth come loose in your mouth. It's like chewing cold plastic chips. You chew and you chew, but you cannot bite. You cannot swallow. Whatever you do, do not swallow. You hear screaming. You can't tell if it's excited or in pain. You search through the house. The screaming continues, but it never gets closer or farther away. You had something to say. You can't remember what it was. It was important, wasn't it? You can't remember. You may now exhale. Okay, listeners, this looks like an elaborate prank of some sort because we open the package and it appears to be empty. Well, not empty, empty, but it's like a black hole. But it mews every time we reach into it. Aw, can we keep it? Of course we can. Who's a good girl? You are. How do you know it's not a boy? When was the last time you saw a boy? Oh, that's true. Anyway, I was thinking maybe we could call her Baby Void. Aw, she likes that name. Oh, who's a pretty girl? Who's a good baby boy? Whoa! Is she growing? Already? You know, she does seem to have gotten bigger than the box she came in. Will our hosts begin their search for the raptor? Or will the quiet people get to them first? And what's going on with Baby Void? Find out on 
the next episode of Apocalyptic, the podcast at the end of the world. Hey, if you're out there, don't let it get quiet. Is anybody listening? Apocalyptic is created, written and performed by Namakumar as Cherry Bomb and Nishavasudevan as Berry Blast. Baby Void, voiced by Rhea Concesio. Episode artwork by Namakumar. Edit and sound design by Nishavasudevan. Audio mixed and mastered by Zain Kalkatawala. Music and SFX by Envato Elements. YouTube audio library and freesound.org. Find us on Instagram at apocalyptic.podcast.